It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. Download at the hockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hey, Stars fans, it's Jeff Kay, public address announcer for your Dallas Stars, and you're listening to Starcastic Remarks, part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Go Stars! Hello, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Starcastic Remarks. Stars win tonight with a final score of 5-4 to four over the Detroit Red Wings. Welcome back. Uh, be sure to go over DraftKings, use that promo code THPN anytime you're over there. Get some free little goodies and let them know that we sent you over there. Hello, James. How are you doing? Oh, man. Uh, I've never <laughs> never been so concerned to take a penalty in my entire life for this team. My word, that was close. That got a little bit closer than we expected it to pretty much the entirety of that third period. I mean... The first 10 minutes of that third period was boring. A nothing sandwich. It was a nothing burger. And then out of the woodworks, back on special teams, the Red Wings go with a six on five, and boom, it's a game again. That was crazy. A little bit too exciting for the Stars when they had a three-goal lead. But nonetheless, Stars take care of business in the final minute and uh, take away two points from this game, which is really, I think, the biggest takeaway. Yeah, honestly, that that's the... That's the biggest bright side for me, other than the first line showing up with Johnson on. I mean, I thought they came through last game or the game before 
and this game was even better than that one. So, yep. I mean, they top were line, all over the ice all night long. Top line looking absolutely fantastic with Johnson. 100% agree with you there. He finishes the night with three assists from Wyatt Johnson. A three-point night, all of them assists. And he all gets primary uh, assists. all primary assists. And he finishes with four shots on goal. And he leads Dallas Stars forwards with time on ice by 17-15. Uh, he has almost a minute more than Jason Robertson. And then after him, it's there's not many people close to them on time on ice. So crazy that our second year forward is playing top line minutes and being so effective. I mean, he was fantastic tonight. And that whole top line, like you said, was very good. Yeah. The other thing that's kind of crazy for him is that he had a 70% on the dots tonight, too. I mean, that that is not a normal thing for new players into the league. Yep, definitely agree. Especially with, when they're coming from normal minor leagues, kind of the way uh, the way White Johnson didn't. <laughs> Normally in the minor leagues, you, I guess they faceoffs happen a little bit different. I guess they're just not as good at them. But that's definitely a huge learning curve. One that Ropa Hints had to go through. Uh, if you remember two to three years back, he was atrocious on the dots, and he's kind of figured that out. He's he's become decent on the dots. I still wouldn't say he's one of the, the better faceoff guys for the Stars, but he's definitely capable. And Johnson already there, like you said, for sure. He is, he's just continuing to oppress. I'm just wondering if this is ever going to hit a wall and get a stop, but it doesn't look like it right now. Some other positives from the game before we get to some negatives, because boy, are there some talk, some to talk about that second period by the stars, absolute domination. I mean, it, I guess you can take the third period off when you play a second period like that. Absolutely insane. Stars outshoot. The Red Wings, 25 to 7. 25 shots in one period, James. Yeah, I, it was it was utter domination the entire time. It looked like uh, we were the Flyers and the Red Wings were the Stars. Yes, yes, that's exactly what I was thinking about. Except, that except we can actually on. score a goal. Exactly. I mean, if the Flyers, if the Flyers were the Stars, had the Stars' star power, uh, pun unintended, they would have ah. scored that many goals every period they played against us agreed so the stars definitely had some good finishes also got helped out a little bit by uh lion is that how you say it leon lion lion yeah it's mm -hmm. helped out by lion there that period he had a rough one he actually gets gets pulled on this game after that second period probably more so to shake things up than fully his fault but they're they were savable pucks i i think maybe part, not should of... save but savable Part of what's up with him too, though, is that he he's in the same situation Wedgwood was in two weeks ago. He's played, I think it's like twelve straight now or something stupid That's like amazing. that, and and he had a nine twenty four through those too. So he wasn't just being Scott Wedgwood; he was being better by leaps and bounds. And yeah, this and is like the first bad game they've had since the start of the year. And even this game, he. He gets pulled, but he doesn't get laughed out of the building. He's got an 850 save percentage. So it's like, I mean, that's not good, but give him that no. third period. He probably gets that and pulls it up to a 900. So yeah, it's I, not and, like he was terrible. And and we we really did just eat, eat up the defensemen on the Red Wings side too that entire period. I mean, there were multiple turnovers where you're not even expecting a shot to come towards you. And it looks like it's going to go the other way. And it just didn't. And it went yeah. right back multiple times 
for example, that Rope Hens goal. I don't know if I've ever seen a goal like he scored it off the defenseman's skate blade or stick blade. That's yeah. crazy. <laughs> he took it off and shot it off of it in one yeah. motion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just so weird. I, I've not seen a goal like that go in before, and it was it was pretty funny. Um, uh, other good stuff, James. Give me something good before we get on to the bad. I mean, it, just that first line being that crazy good. It, it's it's more of the it, it, they're solidifying that this is the new first line, and it's it's slick passing. They're moving to get open. They're creating space for themselves. They're not. It, it felt like a lot before they would wait for the other team to make a mistake, and instead they're just creating everything by themselves yeah it feels and, super aggressive and, and, yeah. and i wouldn't say the, the waiting i wouldn't say when pavelski's on that line the waiting for something to happen that, i wouldn't say it's a bad thing it's just a no. different way to play but this yeah. one is definitely pushing the pace of play they're the aggressors for sure agree yeah. with you on and, that. and johnson has really kick-started both of them being even more aggressive in the offensive zone i mean they were before but with johnson in there getting it i mean all three of them are capable of picking off the puck like Johnston did on that last 10 mm-hmm. school. I mean, all three of them can do that out of the air just like that and consistently do it. So if if they're just if you pass it anywhere near those three dudes, they're going to get it. They're going to get it and they're going to get a great chance off of it. Yeah. And, and let, let's take you back a little bit further, even before this line was even thought of. This this year, this offseason for Johnston, we were saying, okay, great first year by Johnston. Let's just let's just maintain the sophomore slump happens to everybody. Just keep where you're at. And Johnston says, screw that. I'm gonna take a huge step, even bigger than my rookie year, and I'm gonna have I'm gonna become a top liner. I mean, he's playing the most minutes of any stars forward in a super deep forward group, and he has his best game, maybe. Yeah, and it and it's it's deserved that he's here too. I mean, he's proven multiple times over that he he can play at the highest level extremely well and be extremely well defensively and nowhere to be at the right time. And may, maybe center was a little early for him, but on the wing where you can cover up a little bit of that, you're not playing the absolute best players in the league. I mean, all the best players in the league are centers. You like Connor McDavid, Nathan McKinnon, uh, all centers. So you get a little bit away from that. And then you have Rope Hens with you and you have Jason Robertson with you. I mean, that is, you were just going to tear up that the entire league with that line. And having Rope Hens, who's widely thought of as one of the best two way forwards in the league right now, it like, that frees him up to be more aggressive in the offensive zone and feel more comfortable that he's going to have his back covered and that he'll be able to have enough time. Like Robey will create enough time for him to get back on defense too. So I think just him, him being able to play with Robey is a huge thing. And I think it shows how important Robey is too. I mean, he doesn't put up the crazy McDavid or McKinnon numbers, but the, the, amount that he controls the game with his defensive prowess on top of his excellent skill is, I mean, it rivals them for sure. You're never going to see that on a stat sheet or anything, but if you're watching the game, you can see how much control he has. And when you see the players that play around him and how much better they get, that shows you how good Rope Hintz is too. And especially tonight was a big deal too. I mean, he, he has two goals on, on the night, but he was also all over the defensive zone as well. I mean, multiple times breaking up plays, 
he actually hit a couple of people tonight, which he doesn't normally do. But I mean, it, just all over the ice and having Johnson on that line, who is normally all over the ice too. I mean, it's, it's three players who are just everywhere all at once. Yep. And weirdly, uh, Rupa Hintz actually finishes with kind of a low time on ice total. I didn't even notice this throughout the game. He finishes 13.37 time on ice compared to Robertson and Johnson, who had a lot more. So he doesn't even need to be on a lot to be effective. And it seemed like he was all over the ice. Obviously, two goals, one assist, night, three points. Crazy. Love that guy. All right, that was a lot of good. And there was a lot of good in this game. There really was. Uh, oh, one more thing I was going to mention before we moved on. It was, it was going to be a good segue. Sorry, guys. Power play, one for two. We take those. We have to score in the first third in the first 30 seconds of the power play, though, or else we're not going to score. You can just count it out. <laughs> if, if we don't score in the first 30 seconds, it eh, doesn't matter. We should just, you know, that, that was something that we said last year, too. So <laughs> might be a, ironically, it's the exact same. Isn't that, isn't that a trivial idea? Weird. All right, now there's some bad stuff with a much worse segue. Um, second half of the first period, Red Wings really punched back in that second half of the first period. Got the two goals, both on the power play. Uh, the third period, obviously, we parked the parked the bus way too soon. I mean, there, there was, like we said, the first 10 minutes, it was a snooze fest from both sides. Red Wings woke up in the second half of the third period, and the Stars were already on the plane back to Dallas. <laughs> and that was not good. And again, in the third period, they get a power play goal. Three for four tonight for the Red Wings. The worst penalty killing night by far from the Stars. Yeah, and it it yeah, they probably would have scored on that last one if they had more than forty seconds. Yep. Like it it was it was atrocious penalty killing tonight. And the the problem was just not being able to ice the puck. I mean, the first one was the worst. By far, I mean, we had four or five chances where we had the puck, controlled the puck, and just could not get it down the ice. I mean, you have to ice the puck. You are allowed to do that when you are on the penalty kill, and they couldn't do it, and that's why the Red Wings ended up scoring on the first one. Uh, the second one, we had, like, two chances to do that. Felt like the Red Wings did a little better on that one, but at the same time, like, hustled the more pucks, at least, or something. But it's it's... Also, the first time the Stars let up two power play goals in one game. And they did three. <laughs> and they did three. So we'll technically, they haven't done two yet. Still haven't allowed two power play goals a game. There's another positive. Good job, James. Um, and yeah, I think I, I totally agree with you. The lack of being able to clear the pe- puck was definitely it. For all three of those and, power play goals, it was in our zone for all two minutes or until and, they scored. And that felt like how the first period kind of went too. There, a lot of the period we got stuck in our own zone and just couldn't get it out and just not making the smart pass to get out of the zone and trying to break it up the ice, which like, yes, you want to do that. But also when your whole team is already out of the zone, if you turn it over, you are, you are putting yourself in a very tough position. And we did that a lot in the first period. Hey guys, it's Ryan here. We know hockey games move fast, but with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, you can score faster than anything happening on the ice. This week, new customers can bet 5 bucks and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Here's a couple of money lines for you for the games on January 9th. The Kings are taking on the Lightning. The Kings with a minus 115, the Lightning with a 105. 
The Sharks taking on the Maple Leafs with a plus 350 for the Sharks and a minus 455 for the Maple Leafs. And then you also have the Seattle Kraken taking on the Buffalo Sabres. The Kraken with a minus 108 and the Sabres with a minus 112. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app with the code THPN. New customers bet just 5 bucks on the NHL and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with the code THPN. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash hockey for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. NHL and the NHL Shield are registered trademarks of the National Hockey League. Copyright NHL 2024. All rights reserved. And it feels like we've been preaching this same lesson ever since Miro Haskinen left. Can't get the puck out of the zone. Can't get the puck out of the zone. We've been saying that ever since he's been gone. And, and I feel uh, like I feel like that's why this second period looked so good because we were able to do that. I mean, it wasn't – we weren't breaking it up the ice, but we were just like flipping it out of the zone, and then we would somehow get it in the neutral zone and then get into the offensive zone. I mean, it, it's – we don't have to be this rush team that – Yeah. I mean, I know we can score goals on the rush, and we do it a bunch, but – we, we have, have a really good cycle. And that's what the first line did tonight, too. They cycled yep. in forecheck. Like all, all three of those goals were either forechecking or cycling. Yep. And they just need to flip it out. I mean, those guys that can't handle the puck, honestly, need to flip it out pretty much every time. And, and it has to get better, too, because I saw several attempts from Suter that were just piss poor effort. I mean, awful. I mean, there was others too, Hockenpah, Lindell, and Hanley, and Suter. All four of those guys. I mean, don't even try and pass it. Just flip it out and actually get it out. I mean, Suter is literally passing it to them, like, from his own zone. He's passing it to them. It's not even getting past the blue line. It's yeah. very frustrating tonight from, from Suter, especially in the passing department. Speaking of blue liners, um, how about Joel Hanley? What a third period from him. Dude, I... I... You know what? I don't even blame him for the last penalty because he shouldn't even be on the ice. Why is that he is on true. the ice on a six on five with a minute and a half left in the game? That is the stupidest call ever. Why yeah. why are we you putting him in that position? He is Fully a don't seventh defenseman. That. Like like a like without a doubt. He's been a seventh defenseman for years now. I mean, he is great at coming in cold and playing good. I mean, that's what he does. When he plays multiple games like this, we see his his effectiveness wear off. It happens every time, every time. And the, just just putting him out there in that position, like why? I like every, everyone else wasn't doing good. Don't don't get me wrong. I mean, I, I don't know who else you want to put out there tonight because they all <laughs> kind of sucked it up. But it's worse when you think about what just happened when we iced the puck and Hanley. And Hartley got stuck out on the ice on a six on five. Hanley instantly gets danced around and they score. Like, <laughs> and then you put him back out there. Like, yeah, I, I don't understand it. I don't. And then actually the final goal from the Red Wings, Hanley's in position. 
He is fully in position, covering his guy in front of the net, and then just doesn't seal him off. He just lets him shoot. No, that was Harley. That was Harley? That was Harley in front of the net. Are you sure? Yes, Hanley got danced around Harley in front of the net. He looked to this guy, man. It's so so horrible that their numbers are 44 and 55 and they just have one letter difference it's it's awful <laughs> i hate it so much i get them mixed up constantly but yeah they're not a good one by harley either there then i'll give him some some due slack every, um, every every defenseman tonight was looked really rough i mean yeah and, and the only reason why i say like hockey lindell looked rough is they they scored three power play goals on us, and that's our power. That's our yeah, penalty kill. That's your job. Is, is, is Hockey and Dell, and yeah, they did not do good. Um, yeah, agreed. Blue line's bad. Harley did not. I mean, it. He has a two assist night, so that's pretty good. But that allowing that goal to go in at that time, especially that is very not clutch. I think that kind of shows his uh his playing time is affecting him a little bit more as well, too. He's been really good, and he stepped up in a huge way, but he's obviously not a number one defenseman right now. He's a rookie. He is a rookie in the NHL still. So he's going to need a little bit of help. But thank goodness here comes uh, here comes Christmas because Miro Haskinen is uh, said to be slotting in in one of the next two games, according to Pete DeBoer, and I am very excited. Very, I think it's very good. excited to see Hayes back. I mean, I, I really feel like we are going to see a very different Stars team once Hayes gets back. That's this whole, like, it's not going to be, like, perfect anymore. We're still going to turn the puck over. But there is going yep. to be one less defenseman that is constantly turning the puck over. And, and good. when you only have six defensemen, that is a really big deal. Yep. Fully agree. And it'll be fun to see if uh, we see Hayes and Harley a lot more now. After we've seen Harley take a big step since Haskinen's absence, that could be fun, especially when we're down by a couple of goals. Having two guys who can really move the puck well and can move their feet too and get in positions to score, that could be really big. Um, and then, yeah, that, what I'm most excited for is just Haskinen's ability to control the game and to get out of his own zone with such ease. And that's going to be that, that's going to be massive when he comes back and. The stars really needed. We have struggled mightily. We've been fighting against ourselves ever since Haskin has gone down, and it's going to be. It, 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 I feel like it's going to feel really easy when Haskin comes back. <laughs> like I think it's just going to. I hope it relieve some way. stress on everybody. Um, the the other thing I kind of wanted to talk about uh, was the penalty call, the first penalty call on Delhi in the third period. That was, was that. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, he, he's getting interfered with all the way down the ice, and then they call him for holding the stick? Yeah, that was interesting. Uh, there's a couple interesting calls, because I think the Stars' power play goal was off of a pretty interesting call as well. I think that too was the men. phantom hold. No, they scored on the first one. That was the too many men one. The phantom oh, hold was yeah. was another one, though. That, that was, was criminal. That was weird. <laughs> uh, uh, questionable calls all night long. The, the problem with the Delhi one for me, though, is like it it is a nothing game. It's a nothing in that play, too. Nothing happens in the play. No one does anything. Neither of them get any chance at the puck like the defenseman wanted. And then Delhi gets the penalty for it, and it instantly flips for the Red Wings. I mean, yeah. it, definitely... still, we should kill that penalty a thousand percent, 10 out of 10 times. We should kill that penalty. But we we were just struggling tonight. Couldn't get it out. 
and it ended up letting it back in the game. Yeah, definitely an example of inserting yourself into the game for the referees there. Um, but they were just bad on both sides too, because that was a pretty bad call that the Red Wings really got called night. on them too. Um, one more thing I kind of want to complain about Jake Ottinger. Uh, he, he's had some bigger saves, especially when we see chances in tight, which is kind of the opposite of what Wedgwood is. He gets a chance in tight. It's hard for him to get back to that second one, but he, he's let in a couple. He ends tonight with an 882 save percentage again, uh, not yeah, accounting he, as a quality start and le- really let in five goals it, that was canceled due to the offside yeah, challenge, which it, turns out to be huge by Pete DeBoer. And it was I mean, that one would have been his worst goal given up maybe ever. Yeah, that that would have been if you're counting the one that got called back, he got beat four times glove side high. Yeah, I didn't even notice. I that. mean, they all went to the same place and he still couldn't save it. So uh, really tough from Otter there. Uh, luckily, we kind of bail him out with just an absolutely monster second period. It, it's. I. I feel like Otter is going to get back when he feels more pressure, but I feel like he's he I, I feel like he's just so like nonchalant in the net right now. It's it's not the same nonchalant like comfortable. It is like Yeah, it's not it's not the confidence. Yeah. yeah he seems like I, I don't know, it's weird. He it's like he's not he doesn't know where he is. Yeah, and a good point by Eden in the comment section. At least he wasn't vomiting in his mask. <laughs> like Divko was the first Canucks game. So it, it, he was, he is overcoming a sickness actually. It was the flu. So we might've been vomiting in his mask uh, if he had played the, the previous game, but maybe that has something to do with it. And maybe if it's a consistent glove side high, like you said, got beat four times. If you include the callback goal, that might be a mechanics thing. That, like that might be a thing a that reflex. a coach goes to and figures out what's yeah. going on. That, that's a reflex thing too, though, which can also, would also make sense with being sick. <laughs> so, like, Maybe. eh, but still, I mean, it's it's another game where he lets in four. Yeah. So, kind of put a bow on this one, wrap this game up. There's a lot of stuff we could complain about, and we did. And I think that's fair to, to criticize those parts. But the biggest thing here is that the Stars had a monster second period, played fantastic that period and executed on it as well and scored in bunches to make sure that that was enough to win the game. And they did, and they got two points in Detroit. They're coming home, two games left. Hopefully we'll have Miro back for one of them. And let's get these last four points, put ourselves in a good spot before the all-star break. And then when we come back, everyone will be healthy. Hopefully no one will be sick anymore and we'll be ready to make our final push for a division title. Yeah. The, the biggest thing was really from this road trip was the way they turned it around. I mean, that first game, I, I thought we were we were in for a, a, a nice little treat when that Flyers game happened. I thought it was going downhill, and they they found they found a way to turn it around. And honestly, they they could have gotten six of the last six points. They ended up with five. That yep. that's still decent. They they leave three. So they get five out of eight on the road trip. That's pretty good considering there was a back-to-back and you played four and six nights. And your goalie was sick and some of your other players were probably playing sick and you don't have your best defenseman. So yeah, scrapping those points out, I fully agree. I think that's a successful road trip despite uh, 
despite that first stinker of a game. And credit to the guys for, for scrapping these points out. And credit to Pete DeBoer for not freaking out when that Flyers games happened. I mean, you look at his post-game press conference, he's like, eh, two or three of these happen every year. Pretend like it didn't happen. Go play the next game. They did exactly that, and they were successful. So happy with how the Stars did that. Time to close out the last two games. Like I said on the last podcast, these can really be trap games. You're coming up. You're, you got your, your tickets booked to Cabo. You're ready to go on vacation, unless you're Otter. You, you got to focus up. You got to make sure you're playing these last two games. And four points here, when you look at the standings, it can really be a big deal. Winnipeg Jets at 64 points. Colorado Avalanche at 63. Dallas Stars at 62. This is a this division is up for grabs. Grabbing these last few points against some depleted teams, you got to have them. They're going to be huge when you look back at the end of April. Yeah, the, the crazy thing about the overall standings is that the Stars are third in the division and tied for fifth overall in the league. This this division has some monsters Stacked. in it. I mean, it, it is lower end is pretty pretty not good. I will not deny that, <laughs> but the the top three are very, very strong, and it's going to be hard to topple them. And it's going to be fun to see the end of this season, too. It's going to be so exciting. Look at those pant- points every single game, every single night after the game ends. It's going to be super fun. And, and not just for the Stars, for that matter. I mean, the whole league's like that. It, the wild card races, especially in the East, everybody in the East is still in. There's like two teams that are out right now. Everybody else has a chance. It's it's a lot of fun. Y'all go check out the the standings all around. There's a lot of fun stuff to watch right now, and this is it. It's been a fun season. I've really enjoyed this season so far, James. All right, let's uh, close it up with some biggest winner, biggest loser. Who you got? Uh, biggest winner e- easily for me is Wyatt Johnson. I mean. Three primary assists. He could have had multiple goals tonight too, uh, but I mean, he's just he set up multiple people tonight. He's all over the ice. Picks off the goal for the second, or picks off the pass for the second hints goal. He just was everywhere. And I'll take the other obvious one back to back for Rope Hints. Is that back to back or is it the other game in between there? Game in between. Game in between. Two. Two goal games in three games. There you go. He's been fantastic. He's loved playing with Wyatt Johnson. Obviously, he's getting a he's getting a lot of apples to Wyatt, and he's been fantastic. Uh, my biggest loser is going to be Hanley. We talked about it. That might have been the worst game I've seen Hanley play. Yeah, I I'm giving it to Hanley. The the penalty at the end of the game. Whereas I still think he should not be on the ice. Agreed. And not do it. He still did it. He still did it. And not do it. And honestly, I I thought I thought they were gonna tie that. So he he got lucky. Yeah, and we didn't even really talk about that. Good on the stars for locking that down at the end of the game there. It was wild and crazy. It wasn't great, but they put out two the two best penalty killers who were having a night. They put out White Johnston and Steele. And honestly, Steele had a great night too. Yeah. Uh, we didn't really talk about that. Steel has was, crazy time on ice numbers. Go check that out. I yeah. won't mention it, but yeah, he, he was he was all over the ice too. He just didn't get the same goal production, but uh, they put the two hardest working penalty killers they had, and they did an absolutely fantastic job. I mean, they they did it themselves. I just they said, forget the defensemen, we do it. <laughs> yep. So lots to complain about here tonight, guys. But the second period was dominant. Stars did it when they had to do it. They survived the Detroit Red Wings. They win with the final score tonight, five to four. 
Be sure to check out DraftKings. Use that promo code THPN. Be sure to check out our surprisingly good website for a small podcast, sarcasticremarks.com. You'll see our new uploads. You'll see blog posts when we do them every once in a while. Um, Ryan will probably do it on this game since he wasn't able to be here tonight. Uh, check us out, sarcasticremarksshop.com. Get some some merch from there. That helps us. Uh, if you want to help us the most, that's what does it. It also helps if you subscribe to our YouTube channel, leave comments, share this with other Stars fans, all that good fun stuff. Uh, anything else to add before we close out here tonight, James? Nope. Nope. Well, I'll leave you with this one. Uh, let's go get four more points and lead division going into the All-Star break. GG, boys.